0: right you know what it is you know who it is we're back episode 11 of the fight cast hopefully you guys got that all figured out because i cleaned up everything last time we posted and uh, i hope you guys enjoyed your week it was a fightless week for boxing and ufc um there wasn't anything well there were,
1: there were there, there was a shitload of fights but for boxing it, yeah i mean there was like 20 fights but like no names
0: Oh, no names. Okay.
1: Well, no, they, they, no, anybody that's listening wouldn't know any of the details. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Okay. I did actually see there were some fights, but I, I said no names or no fights because there was no one of significance. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but it was kind of a boring weekend for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, got some, a cool fight coming up this weekend, which we'll dive into, which is uh Ryan Garcia and Luke Campbell. Um, Ryan Garcia is an up and coming star out of, he works with Canelo works. Out, I don't know what Canelo's gym is, but, um, He's uh, hes up there. He's getting there. He's—he's he's rising fast. He's a social media guy too. Um, he's got a lot of talent, a lot of skill, a lot of speed, and he's. Uh, this is going to be—you know—it's being deemed his first like real test in terms of the boxing world, um, mm-hmm. in terms of someone having skill because he has obviously fought before, but um, just been guys he's who really fought worked. a lot
1: of uh, fucking uh, milkmen. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, also this episode. We're going to be diving into our favorite moments of 2020 in terms of UFC or boxing. I have a couple. Jake's got a couple. We're going to kind of dive into them, explain them a little bit, and go from there, which I'm excited because uh, I get to talk about Conor, because I love talking about Conor, because I think he's awesome. (laughs) And he's coming off in a couple couple weeks, which I'm excited about. I'm excited to see the press conferences and a couple of the um, interviews coming up. But uh, yeah, so we'll quickly break down Ryan Garcia and Luke Campbell. Thoughts on that coming up?
1: yeah um sorry um so yeah it's Garcia's first real he's but I mean to, to be completely honest you, the dude's fought nobody
0: yeah absolutely have, the one guy I saw him fight was uh I don't even know who it was but he was like he
1: looked terrible. Like, he's just like, like, yeah. The dude, he, like the the dudes that he's fought at, like posed absolutely no threat to him. And like, like good, this is normal in any, in the fight game. Yeah. Um, unless you're Lomachenko and you fight for a world title in your third fight. Or, Canelo, it's,
0: or just fought everybody.
1: Yeah. Well, when you start when you're 15, like yeah. it's, yeah, you'll end up fighting good, but it's um, it's normal to, to fight uh, easy guys to build up your record, build up your name. But I mean, man, like I can't, I can't think of another fighter who's had it as easy as Ryan Garcia. Um, so Luke, Luke Campbell is a crafty veteran. He's been in there with uh, some top guys. Um, he, he's he got three losses. Uh, two of those losses are against L- Jorge Linares and Lomachenko. Target. um wow. and he got knocked down um against both guys so he's been down before he's actually been down a few other times too um but he's tough he's crafty he's smart he's experienced he can box so ryan garcia will not walk through him um
0: he said he did. He, he actually said that today on Instagram. He was gonna walk through.
1: But anyways, <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't I don't see it happening. Like he, I'll, I'll I'll tell you this. Like he Garcia certainly does have the power to put Campbell to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, it just will he be able to catch him? Yeah, cleanly. Um, I could listen. I could even see Garcia knocking him down a couple times. You know, with those flash knockdowns with that. That counter left hook, um, but I just I, I think I think Luke Campbell is just a little too. It's such a step up for Garcia that I think he's going to get in there and be a little surprised at how difficult it is, how how much more difficult he, than he thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to make for an interesting fight. I actually was telling uh, someone earlier the way I can see it going is Garcia like winning the first three, four rounds. Maybe he even does get a flash knockdown in the third or fourth round. Campbell gets back up from it. And then Campbell wins those important rounds, like five to seven, and nine and 10. you know what I mean? I could see that. And then that's, that will make, that's what makes it a tough fight where it'll make it a close decision. Um, but ultimately I think Ryan Garcia will win a decision. Um, I think he will land the more significant shots more often. Like I said, I even, you know, I could see him knocking him down once, twice. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a knockout, but I, I see it going to decision. And I also, I don't, I'm not picking Garcia because of Garcia, because he hasn't fought anyone yet. Yeah, I'm picking Garcia because of his camp, because of Reynoso, because of Eddie Reynoso. That's why I'm picking him in this fight. Yeah. But I think that after Garcia gets through this fight, wins this fight because of his camp, the people that has around him, that Garcia, the fighter alone, will be prepared enough to fight guys at that level. You see and what he, I'm
0: saying? Yeah, I mean, he's talking about, you know, I mean, he's throwing out uh, Davis. and,
1: Yeah, he's and not ready for Davis. that yet and like he's he's, not ready for that
0: yeah i know he's not and like i think he's he's talking about it too much and like i feel like the the problem is is i feel like he's a big enough name where like they would make that happen but i don't think he'd want that yet because i don't think he could stand toe-to-toe with those guys yet um he says he wants to put he wants to knock davis out like that's his goal um like that's kind of his i don't know if that's his long-term goal or if that's his goal but he was saying like so i keep saying he's like i'm gonna walk through luke campbell and then i'm going to davis and then i'm gonna go lopez and like Um, I think he's good I've never you know I I don't I can't say whether he's a stud yet but I I know he's got like star potential like he's got everything he's got got a good looking dude he's he can he's fast he's got like skill and like he's uh he's young so I think that he's got it it's just you know do you think there's a do you see a chance in which he could I mean obviously there's puncher's chance but like do you see a way in which he loses this fight at all like or is this kind of like a more of like a stepping stone for him
1: no, I mean, I, I, I could, I, so, so here's the thing. So on one hand, again, Garcia, the fighter, just him alone. I could see him getting frustrated when he realized he can't walk through Luke Campbell. Mm-hmm. Right. But when that moment does come where Campbell wins a couple rounds and he's uh, he doesn't, I don't even think he's going to have to hit um, Garcia with anything significant, but it, I think Garcia not being able to showcase what he wants to showcase mm-hmm. could frustrate him. Yeah. But on the other hand, I think having Eddie Reynoso and being around Canelo being around these pros will put his mind. It will get him mentally ready for that moment that comes when he does it. He realizes he can't showcase his talent the way that he wanted to. I think there will come a moment in the fight when, when Ryan Garcia, the fighter alone realized that what he thought he was going to do, he can't do. Mm -hmm. He'll go back to the corner and Reynoso will instruct him on what he needs to do differently to win. the fight. that's what I think will happen. And I think when that moment happens that that's the exact moment when Ryan Garcia, the fighter Mm -hmm. becomes ready for tank. And that's
0: better. That's a better explanation. That makes a lot more sense to me, but that's uh that's a cool way to talk about that or think about that. Cause that's, uh, I think that a lot of those fighters need that. They need that thing early to like tell them that and the ones who don't get it, they don't, you know, they uh, you end up getting like a Tony Ferguson or like a, I know an Adrian Broner who like, don't listen to anybody. And then they just try to like do it on their own or they don't listen or change their style. Like that's exactly what happened to Tony Ferguson. And like, he's like at the tail end of his career now, but like, he didn't listen. And there was like times when he should have changed his style or changed his training. But like Ryan Garcia, you know, I, I think he's, like you said, he hasn't been challenged yet. He hasn't been put in the face of like actual danger and it's a lot easier to show off speed and that flashiness when you don't, you don't have to worry about what's coming on the other end, you know? Yeah. Um, and now that like, he's, um, you know, I think, I, I think, he, I, I think he's going to win. Um, I think what's best for him here is like long-term if he gets caught, It'd be nice if he got caught, not, like, to the point where he got dropped, but, like, caught and, like, woken up a little bit. Yeah, get touched up a little bit. He needs to
1: be – yeah.
0: And, like, because this guy, I don't think Luke Campbell's going to touch him up enough to, like, beat him, but I think if he gets touched up here, it could set him up a lot for the rest of his career to be like, all right, like, I can't, you know, um, I can't just, like, punch my way out of it, you know? And then Yeah, because
1: what we do need to find out, which we haven't found out because he's fought bums, is we we know he's got all all those other yeah. What's his chin like?
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Can can he take a punch? Because if he's talking about going against Tank and Teal, you we you got to be able to take a punch. <laughs> yeah, <You gotta be laughs> able, able to. Punch. So we we you know we need to know it, and and he needs to know that mm-hmm. he needs to get touched up to know like okay, I can take a shot that I don't see coming, you know, every now and then, and not worry about fucking just falling asleep. Yeah. So yeah. He's got to know that too.
0: Yeah. And that's, and like you said, I think, like I said, I think that's a, like a really cool take on the coach. And like, that's, uh, that's definitely something I never really even thought about, but that's like a a unique take to think about in terms of like a fighter is like letting his coach actually like do his job and like having to almost and not having that choice of just like stepping above your opponent, like physically, I obviously he can, but like, you know, getting out there and really realizing like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do next because I've tried my tricks or like my tricks aren't working. And like, you know, that, and that's, I was talking to someone earlier about like athletics and um, the guy that we were talking about, he's a six, nine player. He's a basketball player. He's six, nine has skill, but like, he's never really had to work for it. You know? So like, and when he was younger, he was taller. He was just more gifted. But then it's like, when you get to that six, not like when you get to the league and you're six, nine, it's like, so is everybody else. Yeah. And it's like there's no it's not that skill anymore. It's like the extra right. shit that you have. So like, you know, um it's important to have those moments, but that's, you know, this will be a defining fight for him. We'll kind of set him up for the rest of what's going to be coming for him. And I think he's got a huge like huge future ahead of him. He does it right.
1: And and it, it again it's not it's not like Reynoso's is going to have to tell him something that is like brand new during. Oh, the- yeah, yeah. They've obviously worked on stuff in camp. Um but it again, like fighters fighters fight they have their styles they have their their mentalities i mean they have their attitudes going into a fight and it's
0: and Reynoso is uh canelo's coach yeah okay
1: and his father um um was a coach for a long time too so it's like there's a lot of boxing knowledge around garcia right Mm -hmm. and so it's 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 when I say like, Oh, he's going to instruct them. Like, yeah, he's not going to tell him something new, but he's just going to remind him, you know, th- this is what we worked on. We worked yeah. on this thing for a reason. Let's get, get back to what, what's going
0: That's what. Yeah, exactly.
1: exactly. There's a reason why we fucking go to the gym, man. There's a reason why we train. Right. You know yeah. I mean?
0: yeah. Cool. All right. So we're picking, uh, I think we're both picking Garcia. You, uh, decision. yeah,
1: I got a Garcia decision.
0: Split Are you unanimous. You think he's going to win auto? Um, I way. think
1: it'll be a unanimous decision because I think he'll land enough significant shots to, to make it go his way.
0: Cool. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Garcia is going to win. I think it'll be a unanimous decision. Um, and we'll see from there. Like I said, I think that uh, this is going to set up a lot of cool stuff going forward in that division as well. And then 2021 uh, is going to be exciting. I hope there's a lot of cool stuff coming up. Be excited to talk about it in the next couple of weeks. weeks. Um, but yeah, so we'll move into this part two. So we got uh, our favorite moments of the year, which I'm pretty excited about talking about. Cause uh I've had a lot of, I've really dived deep into it this year. I've been always been a fan, but like this year, having this podcast with you and like being a little bit more involved with it myself in the boxing and Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu, And like, I've really kind of dove a little bit deeper into like the fighters and the stories and like the storylines and watching people from like point A to point B. Um, so I've seen a lot of growth, like watching the guys this year, but also in like me, my understanding of it. And like, and it's been a lot more. I say that to say that it's been a lot more enjoyable to, to like break down moments of the year. Um, but I had, you know, uh, you know, I we each picked a couple. Um, I wrote down a list, and I was just going to go over a couple of my favorites. Um, you want to start? You want me to start?
1: Yeah, I'll go. All right, I'll cool. Go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the the first one that comes to mind is is definitely uh teo's win over loma um i picked loma to win that fight i picked him to win that fight by tko i think that was
0: jake's only Uh, wrong fight so far yeah
1: (laughs) um and to be honest it looked like it was going that way that 11th round i thought i thought thought, thought it was gonna go but um it was very interesting because um like obviously it, it, it was significant because it changed the landscape of that 135 pound division um Um, It it was significant because a lot of fans that hated uh, Loma for some reason, I don't know why anyone would hate Loma. Um, Greatness. Yeah. I mean, um, but like people saying that, oh, he got exposed and he can't box. And then, you know, uh, even Teo's camp, like, oh, we're going to run through him and all this, which didn't happen. What happened was a very young fighter with way less experience than Loma went in and showed his, ring generalship, his ring IQ and patience an amount of patience that I didn't personally, I did not think he had at 22 years old. You know what I mean, um, I, I thought that was amazing. Um, and it's, it's great because it shook up the, the lightweight division. Uh, Loma's not going anywhere. He's still part of it. So, you know, you got Loma tank, um, you know, Garcia, Stevenson, you got all these guys and Teal winning that fight made it seem a lot more competitive yeah, um, and a lot more interesting. Like if Loma won, it would just be ho-hum, Loma beats another guy. You know what I mean? This made it a lot more interesting. Um, even though I, I think Teo is a little bit above all of those guys. Mm. Um, I, don't th- I don't really think any of them can, can beat Teo at this moment, but still makes it a lot more interesting than Loma just running through another guy. Yeah. Um, so that was the first one. the The, the other two, um,
0: all right. Do you want to go all of yours and then do all mine?
1: Yeah. The, well, my the, I just said these these two are just gonna oh. they, quick, just because I it, it's just I picked these two fights just out of pure admiration right. for their skill. So Katie Taylor's win over Miriam Gutierrez, and then Canelo beating Callum Smith, just like pure like. Unadulterated, unfiltered, just godly boxing skill from both of them. Just it's it's why I watch boxing. Like you just I like I I personally like dominance. Right. I mean, I, I like dominance. And so for me, like th- those are probably my two um favorite moments that didn't have any sort of significance on the boxing landscape. They, yeah. It was just my favorite moments because they're so fucking good at what they do. So good. It makes everyone else look really shitty at their jobs that's how good they are um and it was just beautiful to watch so those were those are my favorite moments
0: and if you want to hear the canelo breakdown that was last week that was episode 10 and katie taylor was what episode
1: is that seven it was like two or three weeks ago i think
0: so she might have been episode seven um but if you want to listen to those specific breakdowns of those fights head over to those episodes but um, Canelo is definitely one of my favorites. I didn't write him down because it was recent, and there's uh, I probably should have wrote that because I, I loved watching him fight. But um, my favorite moments moments I should say I'll start with number one was the beginning of the year. McGregor McGregor Cerrone. Um, I love I-, I love watching Connor I think that he's beyond skilled, and obviously like watching him is just fun, and like he he brings it in the press conferences. He brings it in the interviews. He's always like he's always got something to say to like build up the fight. And this was a cool fight because this was a fight that was like in the making. And like, this should have happened like a, a few years ago. And him and uh, him and Cerrone have had a, a couple back and forths and like they uh, they've been in the same division, but they haven't fought each other and then they were supposed to fight each other. And then it fell through. Um, so like having this fight kind of come up was, was cool. And then um, just the way Connor won, it was just kind of, you know, I'm a, I guess you could call me a fanboy, like Connor, Connor's my favorite fighter. So like I really enjoy watching him. And um having seeing him win like that just is like when when Connor's on, it, it you know, he's a big reason why the UFC is where it's at right now. And yeah. like the, the way it's grown and like the way that it's it's kind of exploded into what it is. And when he's on, the division is just better, UFC is just better, it's just more fun to talk about, and like seeing him win in that fashion is exciting you know what sucked is he didn't end up fighting the rest of the year um but he he started off the year with a bang and i think he's going to do it again but he uh, you know that fight was just 40 seconds he he looked on he had that like he started the year off with that shoulder bang and he broke Cerrone's nose and like kicked him in the face it was just like a a clean win um his press conference after like the the fight was just memorable as always he's just calling like calling everybody out and just being who he normally is. And like I said, the, the division is just fun and UFC is just more fun when like he's on. Um, and he's, he's just there because he's he's got skills that a lot of people don't have and he's got the mouth that nobody has and he just makes it enjoyable. Um, my second favorite moment I would say is Fury versus Wilder two. Um, reason why is I know I have, and I said this before we started, but I know Jake has too. Been on this Wilder isn't a good boxer train for a while. And I don't think, I don't know, I, I feel as though people don't actually think Wilder was a good boxer, but they don't, they either didn't know enough or they just were going off his past fights that he is a better boxer or a good boxer. Um, cause there wasn't really anything to say that he wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. besides his, if you look at it, just his just as his record. Um, but like you could see it and like, fury's story i was actually listening to a lot of fury the other day Um, he was on the rogan podcast and he was talking about like his depression and like his whole come up from like beating klitschko and then kind of just like falling off and he talked a little bit about the klitschko fight and like post klitschko fight and then how he went to like the severe depression almost tried to kill himself and then like he came up and like went from there and, and ended up fighting wilder and beating him Uh, You know, the first time he got knocked down, it was a tie, and the second time he won. Um, But he was talking about Klitschko, and he was saying that when he beat Klitschko, and I went back and watched that fight because I never watched it, and, like, he, like, shut Klitschko down and, like, just dominated him. Yeah. Um, And, like, when he won that fight, it was something that a lot of people weren't expecting and he like i said he dominated i them. didn't
1: i for yeah. for one i because i was a huge klitsko guy mm-hmm. i still think vladimir klitsko is one of the great heavyweights of all time i still mm-hmm. believe that um when that fight took i remember thinking like bro this guy's gonna walk through this fat motherfucker yeah you know what i mean like that i remember saying that man and then and then he won i was like what no what just happened
0: bro? yeah and like Who is you know, this guy and that's where they were talking. and like you know he has like he came up he had the skill and then like So I guess he was at a spot where after that fight, that was kind of like his peak and he was talking about, and he was saying how like, that was like, he made it. And then he got like depressed and he was into that, going into that fight. He was like, I don't want to box anymore. Kind of. And then he wanted to fight someone else, but the Klitschko camp didn't think he was going to win. So they put in like a clause that there was like a, if he won, it was an automatic rematch. But then they said that if he wanted to fight someone else, he'd have to give up the belt. I forgot the exact clause that they put in, but he was saying like he was in a lose-lose situation. He was either going to have to fight Klitschko again and he didn't really want to, or he was going to have to give up the belt. He just won to fight again. And he didn't like, he was like, I won the belt. I didn't really want to fight anybody else. So then like they took the belt and right at the same time, he got in trouble for uh, a drug test. Like he failed a drug test or failed some type of test at that time. And they were going to give him a 12 year ban from boxing which was basically, he was like, which was basically life. He was like, that was the rest of my career if I got banned. And um, he fell into a depression, like dealing with all that stuff, which took like three years. And then he gained a ton of weight. Cause I I don't know if anybody who does remember, like there was a couple pictures that were floating around of him before the Wilder fight where he was big and he like just wasn't in shape. Yeah. Um, He
1: got up to like 400 pounds.
0: Yeah. And he was saying he was like at a Halloween party and he was in like a skeleton suit. Cause that was his costume. And he was talking about like the irony of being like a skeleton and his body and like breaking it down. And then he said, he came home one night and he told his wife, he's like, that's it. I'm going to be like the world champion. And his wife was like, Oh, you've been saying that for like, like two years now. You're, that's not going to happen. But like, she she ended up saying he, she knew who, who cares who knows. She probably didn't believe him anyways, but like, she was like that night I knew it was different. And I knew he was going to do it again. But then he started training. Um, he ended up working really hard, getting back into camp fight in getting a wilder fight and then winning um so just that whole breakdown of yeah, like,
1: really really winning twice
0: really yeah really honestly <laughs> like he should have won the only reason he didn't was because of the knockdown but like um you know that second fight was just like clear dominance knocked wilder down like three times finished the fight became the world champion and like again it's like one of those things where boxing's always fun when like the heavyweights are are good you know like and it's always just fun to see like the big dude just crushing people um or like even fury wasn't crushing people he's just like a boxer he's like a legit boxer and like like you said with canelo like when you see people like fury you see people like canelo katie taylor guys who are just like a step above everybody and like are actually good at the sport that they're supposed to be in and not just flailers and swinging their fists like clubs is like you know it's fun to see and like watching fury beat wilder and kind of really almost put an end to him because I don't know what's going to happen next with him. But like, it was, it was just good. It was just cool to see and kind of see him, especially after you, like I said, I didn't know, I knew a part of his story because they talked about it before, but then like actually after I dove in, this turned into one of my moments after like last week when I listened to the stuff about him um, just because it's, it's crazy. He talked about a story where he was driving his car uh, in England or wherever he, he was at the time and he was about to drive off a bridge and like he was 90, mi- like 90, 100 miles an hour in the car like going and he was like, I heard a voice and he was, it said don't do it, like you have kids like don't leave your family, you're going to be a coward and he like stopped the car, he was shaking he got out and he was like he was just like empty and he was like the only thing I wanted to do was boxing but I hated boxing because uh, like he couldn't, Like I don't know it was like this back and forth he was having um, but then he ended up just like coming back and winning the title, which is like insane because like I said, the whole thing with Wilder was like, he was supposed to be the guy and then he got knocked down and that second fight was just huge. Um, I have a couple of third favorite, like a couple of moments after like fights that I liked. My favorite fight I'll say was Adesanya versus Costa. Um, I love that fight. Um, I love the build up to that fight. I think that Adesanya, like he became one of my favorite fighters that night because, uh, you know i saw costa and he was supposed to be this brawler and he was a black belt and he was kind of like the dude who and i honestly i didn't i wasn't a fan of adesanya as like an athlete yet until the, and like i was getting there but like that night really like solidified it for me and like pushed me in a direction i'm like all right I, I i love this dude i hope he like i love watching him um because he uh he just dominated and like yeah. costa was supposed to be the he's a black belt he was supposed to be the dude who was going to step up in your face and like just beat you. And Izzy was like, all right, we'll see. Like, he's just, we are going to see like, that's it. Like, that's all that's going to matter. We're going to see. And then like just picked him apart, used his length, used his speed, his switches his stance. He was changing levels. He was just dominating and like his, he, it was like a, a near perfect fight for him. Um, like almost as good as like, I would say like, it was up there with like McGregor versus Alvarez when, when Connor fought Eddie, Alvarez for the title. That was like probably one of the most perfect fights because I don't even know if he got hit. And like Adesanya again, like I don't even know if he got hit. Um, and that was like one of my favorite fights to watch because you know he he solidified himself and it made things so much more interesting because after he beat him, now it's setting up everything else for this year. We have him and uh, Blachowski or I forgot how you say his name, Blahovic Blahovic. Yeah, um, that are fighting March sixth for the lightweight title and then him and john jones are going to be probably set up next and i think he's going to wreck Blahovish, and then i think hopefully that him and john jones fight um, which we talked about last week kind of setting up that goat debate but um that was one of my favorite fights to watch because it was just like the the he he's so technical with his punches and like and i and again i think it's nice seeing a guy in the ufc who's not the prototypical like fighter and like has a style that almost like goes against what you need to be. Cause he's like a, he's a standup guy. And like, he's not really a grappler. um, And he's so good at it that he knows how to keep his distance. He knows how to get out of like, that's the other thing is like, he knows how to get in and get out. And like, it was just awesome to see and just slip and punches and moving and kick in and just, and then he finished the fight with like, that punch that I was telling you about, he just, like, clipped him. I think he hit him in, like, the temple. And I went back, and I was – after we talked about that fight, I went back and watched, and he hit him, like, right here. So that was kind of what you were talking about. It was like, you can just get clipped there. You don't have to get clean, and you're just going down.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so he got hit really, there.
1: Really hard to recover from.
0: It. Yeah. And he got he got Costa right there, and Costa dropped, and that was it, really. Um, it was just, like – it was that. That was the fight. And, that, like I said, I think that set up a ton. And I took my fights more of, like I said, more of like a significance or impact because I think that that's what makes them kind of like my favorite moments because there was also, you know, I had a couple other ones. Like, I think one of my favorite fights of the year was Michelle Waterson and Angela Hill because they were fucking, and these are two like 115 pound women and they fucking wrecked each other. It was a five round fight. It was a, I don't know if it was a, I don't think it was, I think it was a championship fight actually. I don't remember specifically, but um Angela Hill had like one of her best performances and Michelle Waterson. I think she's hot but I also think she's also like a really good fighter um but she uh she was just had such a good fight she's a good kicker she moves well she's got a good stand-up style and like she the, the fight had like everything you'd want in like a UFC fight there was some ground stuff there was good kicking good striking good head movement um and they just grinded till the end and, they, and uh, Watterson ended up pulling it out by decision, and then I think that another one of my favorites was Ferguson and Gaethje Um, not because I don't like Tony, but um, it set up a lot of stuff, and like it kind of the only reason I didn't like it is because I did, I did, I think anybody who is a UFC fan wanted to eventually see Ferguson versus Khabib,
1: yeah. Um,
0: but that's never gonna probably happen now because I don't see any reason why Khabib would come back to fight Tony, who's lost twice in a row. Um, to guys uh, Khabib's already beat so that kind of sucks because that was that was supposed to happen five times and it never happened once and it literally fell through five times Um, but I think it sets up a lot for the lightweight division because that's easily the best division in the UFC right now from like head to toe Um, and there's a lot to be had and there's a lot that's coming up with like Connor and Dustin and gaethje michael chandler versus dan hooker just got announced um and there's a lot that's coming up within that to uh with Oliveira and ferguson too but like there's a lot coming up in the next year that that that's set up that got like the dominoes falling from that Gechi ferguson fight and then Gechi habib like i think that was just like a really good clean fight overall um i i you know we we predicted that fight and like um I think it sets up Habib nicely because I really want to see the Connor Habib rematch, um, and I think that him being undefeated is also it's going to go one of two ways. Is like he's either going to fight GSP, and that's going to be a really good fight to talk about, or it's going to set up a nice Connor Habib rematch when Connor gets the belt back, um, and I think it's going to be good. Um, but I think all of those just had really big impacts on the air, and they were all just overall just like. Good grinding fights that um, showed a lot of like, you know, the, the stuff you want to see. Like I said, you can and take Katie Taylor or people like they're just a, a step above, probably two or three steps above everybody else. And like seeing them is different. And like these UFC fights are the same thing. Like Adesanya, he's just like right now, until proven wrong, he's undefeated. Like he's two steps ahead of everybody. He's just better. He's a better striker. He's a better kicker. He's a better mover connor same thing you know obviously he lost to habib but I, I still think he's like a step ahead of everybody um and then just the other fights they're, they're coming through they're providing good uh good like entertainment and they they had good relevance that's coming down the pipeline
1: yeah.
0: and then um one of my other favorite fights because i like Derek lewis i like watching Derek lewis but he was uh he fought alexi olenek uh or alexander olenek uh who's like a grappler he's known to be a grappler and uh he out he kind of like out grappled this dude and then knocked him out cold (laughs) just knocked him out cold and then i think that was the night he uh that wasn't the the my my balls are hot night but that was the night he was on the UFC stream and they like started this they started the interview and he was like yo I gotta take a shit and then they started they came back and he was he was like oh you can't do that now he's like oh shit is this live and they were like yeah he's like oh my bad (laughs) but he's just a funny dude but like he's won like two or three fights that like you just wouldn't expect that dude to win and they're just by like the the most just weird ways that he wins and like like i said he's just a grappler who kind of like out grappled a black belt and he's like a blue belt and then he just like uh he's knocked him out cold just dropped him and uh it was a good fight um was there anything i'm trying to see was there anything of the year that kind of, like, disappointed you or anything that was, like, you were looking forward to that was kind of like, ugh, that kind of sucked? Or, um, it's kind of a little spiral. We weren't planning on talking about this, but it just kind of popped I mean, it,
1: it was – I mean, I guess it was disappointing that – I mean, the whole pandemic thing was, was a disappointment for – I
0: guess.
1: Because it put <laughs> – it put it delayed a lot of really good fights. I mean, we we did end up like Lopez Lomo was supposed to happen back in May. Um, Canelo was supposed to fight back in May. That led to like the whole contract dispute and him getting it. so. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that didn't happen due to uh, the pandemic. So I, I mean, probably that as far as an actual fight though, like. Um, Wait, what's uh, – yeah, it was just disappointing on one of the ones we just did in, the, like, the past month or so with uh... – oh, they, Devin Haney. Oh, yeah. In Game Boy. This dude, Devin Haney, went out there and did nothing, a whole lot of nothing. That was disappointing. Yeah. You know, for a guy that's supposed to be a young superstar and he's trying to put his name out there for one of the best lightweights, it's like you go out there with a 38-year-old man with no legs, like, literally, the guy – Gambo's out there on two nubs, like a like, Lieutenant Dan – and you can't put him out you know what i mean like that that was disappointing um and it's like i don't even know i can't even say that he tried either so i don't even know like it's hard it's it was so disappointing because you couldn't even tell if it was his lack of power or his lack of effort to try to actually get him out of there
0: yeah um
1: so, yeah, I mean, that as far as just a fight is concerned, I think that was the most disappointing thing I've seen all year was Devin Haney and Gambola.
0: Yeah. yeah, I would say the same thing. I think for me, disappointment was the pandemic because there was, was the same thing with UFC. There was supposed to be a bunch of fights, especially towards the end of the year, that were supposed to be huge. They're, they're going to happen in 2021, but, like, there was supposed to be some, you know, good just matchups throughout that were going to be uh, landscape changing. And I wish I got to see Connor fight more, okay. but he didn't um but there was a lot you know there was that and i think that like fight wise disappointment i think that early on um and i think it's why he got cut adesanya versus romero was like a huge one because like romero like wasn't doing anything and both like and adesanya wasn't doing anything because of romero and like they both were like there was points in that fight where they were just like literally staring there like sitting there staring at each other and not punching um and like i said i think that's why romero ended up getting cut um other than that, I would say that, you know, I think the disappointment for me is that Connor didn't fight more. Um, yeah. Just because, like I said, it's just, he's, it's way more interesting when he's involved. And I think they need to get that for the other things to be set up. Like, I think that another thing is Nate Diaz didn't fight this year. I wish I saw him. I wish he fought this year. Um, Cause I think he, I enjoy watching him as well. Um, I was disappointed about, and I know he was supposed to set up a couple fights and either him and Masvidal were supposed to fight, um, and him and, uh, uh, what's his face? Um, Uzman. Wait, wait to... didn't,
1: didn't, didn't, they fight already?
0: Yeah. Last year, but they were supposed to, because no, they're
1: supposed to have a rematch.
0: Yeah. Well, I was hoping, I was hoping oh. they would because that fight, got, that fight got called off early and it shouldn't have. Because they said, oh well, yeah,
1: because the D- yeah yeah I forgot. They that. said
0: Diaz was cut, and like he's caught yeah. If the wind blows the wrong way, he gets caught. And, he, like, <laughs> yeah. and like so, they, he they, walks they,
1: into the fight's yeah. cut. Yeah,
0: yeah. Seriously. And like he yeah. said that too. He was like, I watched an interview not too long ago about it, and he was tall. He was calling out Dana, because he was like, "Fuck Dana." He's like, "How many fights is Dana been in?" He's like, "He doesn't know what the hell bleeding is." He's like, "I know, I was fine," and he's like, "I was just picking up." And that's what the exactly is like the the thing that everyone was saying it was like okay. Nate Diaz was picking up in the third round. And I think he did it on purpose for the fourth and fifth round. He was going to come out and like he almost caught Masvidal in a uh, like a leg lock, and then he snoo- he like just sneaked out right before the end of the round. But I really think Nate would have won that fight. And I I, I don't think Nas- Masvidal is that good. Um, I think he's okay, but I don't think he's that good. And I, I he's almost he was a journeyman for a while.
1: Yeah, every everyone like points to like oh he it's his boxing. Dude, let me tell you this. That dude is butt cheeks. If he ever got – like, he was talking about getting in there with some of these uh, – I forget who it was. He, he was talking about he wanted to fight some um, – shit, I think Masvidal was one of the guys that said, oh, I'll get in there with Canelo or something, didn't he? I don't know. But He would get mopped up. That dude, he's not that nice with his hands. For yeah, everyone – For yeah. everyone, like, that's, that's Masvidal's thing. Like, oh, he's a boxer. He's trash with his hands, all right? right? So, and,
0: and like I said, I don't – he's not good on the ground. So, like, that's – you know – Um, everyone's talking and like, they talk about,
1: uh, he's just one of these street, fights, he's a tough dude. Musbell is a tough dude. That's what it is. He's he's, he's got a street fighter's mentality. He'll, he'll figure out a way to win fights for the most part, but he's not like, I'm so tired of people talking about like, Oh, that's his thing. He, but no, he does. He's ass with his hands. He's not that good.
0: Yep. And I think he just looks better, obviously. And we've talked about that because the UFC guys aren't, there's not a lot of guys that are like elite with their punching. There's like three, maybe, maybe honestly, probably even. I'd say probably say three. I'd say uh, Adesanya, and then Connor, and then I don't even yeah, know if Jones. John, yeah, Jones. John Jones. Yeah, John Jones. Is nice
1: with his hands. Yeah.
0: Um, but like I said, you know, the, and I, I think Maz, Maz Nate not fighting was a disappointment. Connor not fighting more was a disappointment. Whatever the reason was, because you know it went back and forth with whether it was because of Dana or not because of Dana. Um, and then I think again, not seeing Habib Gaiti or uh habib uh, ferguson because that was supposed to happen again this year and then it didn't because khabib couldn't make it from uh, russia because of the pandemic um and that put the final nail in the coffin there because that was like i said i don't think that's ever gonna happen um but yeah i think 2020 i think overall i think that um i think boxing and ufc saved the year for sports hands down and yeah. i don't think there was any competition i think they did the best i think they um, they handled it the best and they, they did the best with the promotion. They did the best with the setup of the fight. There was, you know, very low tolerance Competition, for
1: That's for sure. Because I mean, the NBA playoffs were whack. Yep. The whole NFL season has been whack. It's like yeah. these guys forgot how to play football. Yeah. And I mean like yeah, competition wise too, like, you know, fighting has been the thing. And I think, it,
0: I think they, honestly, I think that it, uh, because of this pandemic, it put boxing and UFC in a way better spot because they handled it so well. And I think that it's going to, it'll continue to take off in the coming months and this upcoming year, as long as they keep up with it. But I think that they already put themselves in a position where a lot of people are now tuning in even more yeah. uh, just for the simple fact that they were able to do it. And like, like I said, I think for three months, the only thing that was on was UFC and yeah. boxing. Um So I, I think that they really saved the year. I think there was a lot of good inf- entertainment, a lot of good fights, a lot of good just back and forth within boxing and UFC. And uh, I think that's like I said, I think it's just going to build on it this upcoming year. Because I think they both did a really good job. Um, so 2020 is officially over. In two days. Yep. It was. Uh, it was cool. We started the podcast, the fight cast in 2020. Carry this shit over into 2021. Um is anything more those boxing
1: was established in Los Angeles, California in Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. BG Perform. I left I left the uh the old stomping grounds of where I was at and started my own shit. And eventually gonna be getting in shit with this this guy in LA. Um (laughs) and uh it's gonna be a good year. But uh anything else we gotta touch on before?
1: No man, fucking leave leave this garbage ass year where it belongs. Yeah, in
0: (laughs) in the past. All right you guys have any questions or comments, just to kind of review, actually, Ryan Garcia, you know, this unanimous decision this weekend on Saturday on Dazen, or uh, Dazone, sorry, Dazone, I think it's called, uh, and uh, I think it's at eight or seven. Is it here? It's in Vegas.
1: Mm, it's. I think they're they're fighting in L.A. I think.
0: Okay, so it's um, probably,
1: but they are fighting on the West Coast, yeah. So it'll be it'll be later.
0: Yeah. yeah. So. Um, any thoughts or comments on that stuff, let us know your best moments of the year and the things that you guys enjoyed the most. And, uh, we will see
1: you guys next year. Peace. (laughs)